camper with a bloody nose One with smelly armpits and no clean clothes Then grab your Nalgene of water and your Bible quotes And listen to one time summer camp And welcome everybody to this one time at summer camp uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Thompson And I've got my two co-hosts here I've got John Hello And I've got Aaron Oh, what's up, everybody? Yeah, we're excited to be here tonight. Um, we This is coming at you. There's a week gap in between episodes, and that was some technical difficulties that we had. Uh, it's my fault. My audio Ooh. file was messed up. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take the blame. It's okay. We're excited to be back again this week. And I blame Bill Gates. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> Make a better computer, bud. <laughs> That's I, no, no. I have a Mac. And anyway, uh, come on, Steve. No, he's dead. You can't say you that. You can't say that, man. You can't. <laughs> so, uh, our get to know you question is uh, I just thought of it because I'm so smart. Um, it is. Uh, you can't even say it's like user submitted or anything. Like, no, I'll take credit. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Loser, lo- user submitted. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is. If what is one food that you don't like that you wish you did? Mm-hmm. And I'll go first with this. Uh, so, I'm, as I said, I'm Jeff Thompson. I'm the current program director at Lutherdale, Wisconsin. Also worked at Sherman Creek in Wisconsin. And one food I wish I liked that I actually really don't is mushrooms. I feel like oh. I just had um, some chicken the other night with like a nice mushroom sauce, and I just the texture of it is what gets me. I can't do it. But I wish I did like them because there's a lot of good stuff with mushrooms in them that I think mm. I would enjoy. So it, I struggle with it. I want to like it, but I just don't. So that's a good answer. That's a good answer. I also do not like mushrooms because of the texture. Yeah, it's just like if they're little chunks in something, I can deal with it. But when it's like big old pieces yeah. on there, I'm just like, yeah. no. Like no, mushrooms no. on pizza is the worst. Yes. Man, I yeah. love shrooms. Yeah. We know. <laughs> We know. We know, John. We know, John. <laughs> Yay, who wants to go really next? Do. Aaron does. I do. Uh, let's see. My name is Aaron Kowak. I am the former program director from Briarwood Retreat Center in Argyle, Texas, and uh, Camp Stony in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And a food that I hate, that I wished I loved. You know, I realize I've talked about a lot of food that I don't like on the show. Y'all know I don't like fish, and I'd really truly do wish uh. I loved seafood. Um, one thing I, I genuinely like this is gonna sound so stupid. I wish I liked the taste of lettuce. Huh. Like I to, to eat a salad, I have to have like dressing on it and stuff. But like, and I don't yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't like lettuce on my burgers. I don't like lettuce on my tacos. Like lettuce ruins food. Interesting. It should Interesting. not be. On my entree. And so, like, I wish I enjoyed the taste of lettuce so that I didn't have to be like, yeah, can I get a number four? Please remove all of the vegetables from my burger because they're (laughs) disgusting. (laughs) If you could, instead of the vegetables, if you could just add more meat in the form of bacon, bacon. I'd appreciate it. Yeah. Like, (laughs) it's just the most unhealthy. And so I feel guilty. I feel like a child every time I order at a fast food restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. I feel that. Uh, I'll, I'll go now. Yeah. Are you sure? 
Do you want to go you. next? <laughs> yeah, I'll go next. <laughs> um, I'm John Davidson, former program director at Luther Heights Bible Camp, currently uh, working at a home improvement store and <laughs> playing around with sheep. Oh, That's my job now. That's amazing. <laughs> um, to the regret of my wife. Do you she ever sing to your sheep? Do I ever sing to my sheep? Yeah. I don't. You should. I do have one that I can pet like a dog now, though. She comes running right up to me every time. <laughs> Wait a every minute. time I go out there. They don't can you all not do that? pet? Yeah, can you not pet the other sheep? The other ones, they're kind of skittish. You got you to gotta break that. You got to corner them and then <laughs> pet them. Yeah, no, they, they don't <laughs> like Scratch being cornered. I really don't feel like you know how to pet sheep, John. Yeah. <laughs> you no need to be better. Right. At your we'll show you okay. how to do it. I'll work it's on it. It's the same way with how you treat your customers at your home improvement store. You got to corner oh. them. <laughs> Just give them a little scratch behind the ear. A little scratch behind the ear. <laughs> oh, I do that. Um, <laughs> so the one, the one, the one food that I do not like that I wish I liked um, is peanut butter. <gasps> what? I what? cannot. The smell makes me want to throw up. The taste is even worse. The I just do not like peanut butter. We have had one jar of peanut butter <laughs> in this house, my wife and I, Tara, the whole time we've been married. And she took it to school. Like a few weeks ago, <laughs> because we just didn't need it in the house. We don't need it here. But I wish I liked it because there's so many. Yeah. Like it, it's such a good protein. It's such a good meal. It's like, yeah, a camp staple. Yeah, true. Peanut butter, um, and I just don't enjoy it. Peanut in butter fact, is. I throw up I... when I eat it. Do you really? I will gag. I will throw up. Oh man! Wow. Okay. What about peanut butter? Like Reese's peanut butter cups. Absolutely like not. Oh, fine. Okay. And that makes it even worse because you throw peanut butter into it. <laughs> Do you? You might be the first person I've ever met that doesn't like peanut butter. That's not a, like somewhat allergic to it. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I am allergic to pecans, but not like. Do you like peanuts? Just like. Yeah. No, I'll eat peanuts. You just don't like the butter. I don't. <laughs> Do you Peanut like... butter is how I got myself to like celery. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't use to like. Okay, fun fact about Aaron, everyone who's listening. The, uh, I have I have a yearly thing. I am obviously a very picky eater. I have a yearly New Year's resolution to try to like oh. a certain food. Uh, this year is onions. I'm getting better. I still can't do raw onions. It's the worst. Um but I could eat like grilled onions now, which is great. Um, but I, my first one of my first ones was celery, and so I used to, I would take like a jar of what was it, Peter Pan, uh, honey oh, yeah. roasted peanut butter. What? And I would take a piece of celery and literally dip it like a spoon into the celery, so it's like mostly peanut butter, or into the peanut butter, and it'd be mostly peanut butter. And that's how I would eat, and I would go through jars. And eventually, Ooh. I just got used to the taste of celery, and now I really like celery. But do you hate peanut butter? Uh, 
if anything, it fueled my love for it. Oh, preach. Every morning preach. I have peanut butter for breakfast. Do you something. really? Yeah, either a bagel, toast, something. Like every Are morning. This every morning? Yeah. Ugh, I love peanut wow. butter. You love are it. disgusting. Peanut butter on toast. Just it's toast with peanut butter. I've seen a lot of people do that, but how's I've never that done weird? No, 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 no. I've just it's not weird. I've just I've never done that. If you sprinkle a little honey on top too. Oh perfection. I don't know how you sprinkle honey. Just drizzle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't freeze it and then make sprinkles out of it. You crush it up and oh, then you. That sounds delicious. Oh, that actually does sound good. <laughs> like, <Isn't> honey. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that would be in a drink. Oh, like yeah, like, like a, a cocktail of some mm. kind. I mean, if you just let honey sit long enough, it hardens up. You can probably smash that up and just like give it a little. I don't sprinkle. Know if it hardens up. It like crystallizes, and that stuff is like brutal. You yeah, like... but you drop it in a drink, it will dissolve. Does it? Uh-huh. <laughs> same, same, same with witches. And with that, we're going to turn it over to John, who has our camp hack for All the right. week. <laughs> so as you... That's about peanut butter, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's about sprinkling uh, pe- uh, honey on peanut butter, yeah. <laughs> so as many of you know, we have a uh, phone number where you can call out to us. And leave a voicemail. Um, somebody might answer it someday. I doubt it. But, not. Um, <laughs> but you can at least call it and leave a voicemail. And you might get it on the show. And so we have our hack today coming from somebody who did just that. Yeah. And I'm going to play it. Ooh. Let's do it. Hi. This one time at summer camp, I'm hoping I got the right number. Um, This is Ellie Davis calling, and I was a staff member under the program direction of Jeff Thompson at Sugar Creek Bible Camp for three summers, and before that, I knew Jeff because he was a counselor and I was a camper, and that just shows how old he is. Um, I'm on my way to work right now in the car, so hopefully the noise isn't too bad in the background. Um, but I just wanted to let you know of a camp hack. My camp hack is that I bought a lantern that was battery powered. I believe it was D batteries. And I kept that on with low light every single night when I was, um, in a tent or a cabin with campers just to kind of have that night light. It was especially helpful when I was in the tent because I did not have electricity. So it just kept that low light going. I would put it on the floor so that if a child woke up in the middle of the night, they could see what was around them. And I kind of started doing this after kids would wake up and wake me up and would be scared or they'd be super creepy. They would be like, talking. I can't see anything. So I'd like put the light on and they wouldn't say anything, which was so creepy. Um, so, yeah, it worked out really well. It always helps the campers feel really comfortable and help them go to sleep better at night. Thank you very much for producing this podcast. I find it really enjoyable. I currently serve on the board of directors for Sugar Creek Bible Camp, and camp just has such a special place in my heart, so I love hearing all your stories and other people's stories and love laughing with you, too, and I love making fun of Jeff. That's <laughs> Thank you so much. 
Oh, yeah, thanks, dude. Ellie. Appreciate that. Thank you, Ellie. The um. uh, the transcript <laughs> that so provided is the best thing I've ever read. <laughs> it literally says, "This is Ellie David Colleen, and I was a staff member under the wrong direction of Jeff Thompson <laughs> at Sugar Creek Bible Camp." <laughs> Oh, that was so good. Yeah, I that camp hack. Could not help um, so the, the tents hack. that Ellie was talking about, it's like platform tents that fifth graders would stay in, like really young kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't hold on, what's a, a platform tent? A platform tent. So it's like a big wooden platform with a canvas tent that sleeps like ten people in it. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. So it like they were kind of creepy and spooky. And especially like during storms, the flaps would kind of brush in a lot. Like I, I worked that program a lot as well when I was a summer staffer there. So I understand how creepy it was. And I always had kids waking me up because they were scared. And I turn my light on and be like, see, there's nothing here. Even though sometimes there were animals in the tent. Um, So I love that idea of just having that lantern going when there's no electricity (laughs) and they're just like low, low light. So they, if they wake up, they can let you sleep. They don't have to be creepy. (laughs) I like how Ellie is bringing to light the real problem of creepy children waking up <laughs> the night. It is a terrible uh, thing that needs to be addressed. Oops. Children, if any of you are listening to this podcast, you please at least say something about your presence when you wake your parents <laughs> slash counselors up. Don't stand there staring at them, waiting for them to wake up so that... Oops they will forever be scarred. That's that's just one thing we cannot prepare counselors for during staff training. Like, really the only so way for us to do that would be for us to actually go into their cabins during training and sit and stare at them until they wake up. You know, that's not a bad idea. Oh, that is... No, My, that is a bad idea. That's that 100% a bad, a bad idea. idea. Oh. Oh, well, I, I thank you, Ellie. Uh, John... The way that you have your hair 100% makes you look like you have a mullet right now. Oh, really? Because your front hair looks super short. Oh. It's just held down by my... You... Man, you're very much uh, uh, Joe Dirt right now. Uh, Joe Dirt. (laughs) Rocking that Joe Dirt. Uh, Thank you, Ellie, for that awesome voicemail. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Ellie. Thanks for always making fun of me. I appreciate it. Um, and it sounds like you turned out great under the wrong direction yeah under the wrong direction yeah I think Ellie someone will probably have guests on this show eventually she's got some crazy stories Um, she might also tell you guys I'll give you a little teaser she might tell you about the time I interviewed her for her first job at camp it's a fun story Mm. yeah Ellie Ellie, if you're listening you'll probably laugh when you hear me say that so Ellie if you're listening right now I want you to immediately start thinking of at least three embarrassing things about Jeff that you could share with us, and then I will guarantee you a spot on the show. Oh, I'll just guarantee you a spot. <laughs> I said it first. Nice try, Jeff. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to turn over to you, Aaron, then with our story for the week. Let's hear it. All right. I'm going to pull a John Davidson, and I'm going to tell Uh-oh. you guys three stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Because... Uh, that's just how the stories were coming. None of these stories had like a very long intro or or a resolution. So, uh, I liked what John did. So we're going to try this again. So you guys ready? 
Yes. And this is going to be a quick response. I need you to get those answers in as quick as you can. So we'll go uh, yellow. Let's see. Jeff is going to uh, have to give the two answers first. So, so I go first, first John goes, and then I go. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. First story. Uh, uh, this is working at a camp up in New Mexico, and we had a pool. And the way that this worked, um, we had one lifeguard that was pretty much her only job because she wasn't old enough to be a camp counselor just yet, but she Lame. did have her lifeguard, lifeguard certification. So she was our lifeguard. Um, however... Given her young age and being surrounded by everyone older than her when we got to the pool, she would consistently be um, a little overbearing on the power and would always call people out, including uh, frequently calling out counselors for things and being like, nope, you have to go sit over there now. And things that were really appropriate, just trying to show that she could do that um, because we would tell the kids everyone has to respect the rules of the pool. Plot twist, it was uh, the daughter of one of the directors. Oh. So, what do you do, Jeff? Is this from the perspective of a, a, cou- a counselor? Another counselor. Got it. Cool. What I do, prank her. Fill that like <laughs> pool house full of snakes, frogs, whatever you can. You'd be like, this is what you get for making me follow the rules. It just like make her life miserable. Okay, John. Tell me how tell me how you would gather Fill the, the pool with jello. <laughs> Dude, how I would love you that. gather how would you gather the snakes and frogs, Jeff? Uh bait, throw a dead rabbit in there. They'll just come. Because <laughs> <laughs> frogs love dead rabbits. <laughs> Don't frogs just love pools in general? Oh, like true, if you ever true. work at a pool at a camp, it's full of frogs. We constantly had to dig them out of the traps. Yeah, lots of frogs in the mountains of Santa Fe. Uh, John, go. Uh, um, I think, first of all, going to your direct supervisor and saying, hey, this is what I'm seeing. Um, because then they can in turn go to the director of the camp and say, hey, this is what's going on. Maybe you can help us out um, in, in navigating the situation. Um I also think that there's always going to be a balance that needs to be struck between uh, especially director families at camp um, because the family is so important to the, the camp um, and camp is a lifestyle for these directors. And so learning to navigate those relationships and that balance um, and what's appropriate and what's not um, for the the whole family while while at camp is really important. Yeah, very well, true. That was a good answer. Well, Jeff, you got it right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we filled it with yeah, frog we jello. Uh, we did end up going to a frog jello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, That's gosh. how I feel about peanut butter. <laughs> uh, we did indeed end up talking to our. Um, our supervisors, we had two of them, and we said, this is what's happening. It's like the second week of camp, and it's getting kind of out of hand. Like, it was kind of funny at first, but it's getting to the point where, like, my my campers are kind of losing. Like, they're starting to make fun of me, and that's not what we want. You want your counselor to be, like, the cool guy, right? And you want them to be, like, the top of their game. And so a talk was had with the lifeguard. Um, she settled down a little bit on it. 
Um, it was always kind of a lingering issue over the summer, but it, right. it balanced out. So good job, John. One point. Nice. Um, All right. You also get a point, Jeff, for uh, your very creative answer. So you yeah. guys are tied. Up. All right. Next story. My turn was awarded first. <laughs> Next story. You have um, you ha- you're going throughout your week. This is from a program director standpoint. And you have made your cabin assignments. It is the Sunday of camp. Campers are meeting their counselors and things are going well. There's no big issues with registration. Things are going great. You go through your orientation. It was awesome. Uh, You go through your orientation. Things go smoothly. And then on uh, Monday at breakfast, you have a camper come up to you at at the staff table where it's just like leadership staff and stuff. And they say, Hey, I have a quick question. Can I trade counselors? I don't like mine. Uh, so the I'll get, I'll go ahead and tell you. The first response was like, no, don't worry about it. It's only Monday. You just haven't gotten to know them yet. And they say, but nobody in the cabin likes him. Mm. And so you, I'm going to leave it there. The entire cabin hates the counselor. John, go. Um... Well, as they say in the corporate world, the customer is always right. So you get rid of the counselor um, via Viking burial. Oh, like the boat in the water? With a bow arrow on fire and you burn it? That one? Correct. Man. That's correct. Nice. You kill the counselor. (laughs) No, I... No, no, no. You just send what them off. What is your def- a, just burial? You, just a burial. You just send you send them <laughs> out on a burning boat. That's it. If he if he dies, that's his fault. That's, wow. We go through this in staff training. Like <laughs> <laughs> you all send a waiver right. for it. So it's in staff application. Uh, Jeff. Yeah. All right. Um, first, I would sit down with that counselor. And be like, hey, how's your cabin group? Like, what's going on? Are you guys having fun? And just kind of like get a feel from him for the week. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want to completely ruin the week and pull them all apart because logistically that'd probably be insane and be a mess and wouldn't work. Um, but you also want to honor the kids and help them uh, still have a good week. So um, I talked to the cabin leader and let them know like, hey, like some of your campers brought up some concerns, maybe that they weren't having much fun. I wouldn't put on the cabin leader and say like, they think you suck. But it's just they haven't had fun yet. So maybe like let's figure out what they want to do this week and focus on those activities and find some things Absolutely. they're really interested in and like mm-hmm. redirect the attention from the negative of the cabin leader to like the positive of camp activities. Yeah. And if they're I don't know if you guys partnered up like a village where they had another mm-hmm. co-cabin leader, really mm-hmm. talk to the other cabin leaders as well and be like, hey, you need them to help make sure they're having a great week. Give them more attention, help them mm-hmm. get involved, maybe give them a support staff member to help out throughout the week as well. I wouldn't pull them from the cabin. I would convince them to stay, but really focus on like doing extra stuff. For sure. Uh, good job. Yeah, we didn't murder them. Um, oh, but <laughs> I don't know why I'm. Um, so yeah, Jeff, you're, what you said is pretty on point. So what we did was um, the in the in the action in the the situation that we had the cabins were with like two counselors in each cabin because they're pretty big cabins and so i talked to 
the counselor the first time and I was like, hey, pretty much what you said. How are things going? What's your take on everything? Their point was like, I think things are going great. They were oblivious <laughs> to the whole situation. Mm. Um, which might speak to the... Yep. Um, yep. And so... Yep. And so what I did, and I said, well, you know, there's a little bit of concerns here and there. Like, I just want to make sure your campus is having a good time. So really make sure that you're focusing on these things that you have going on today. I see you have archery and you've got a nature hike. Make sure they're having a great time. Then... I went and talked to the co-counselor and said, hey, I want you to know what's going on. This happened. I need you to kind of help bring him up. I need you to make him the cool guy. I need you to make him sound like he is the coolest person you've ever met. And there's the biggest reason of that being like you want to help these campers have a great week. But if this counselor finds out about this, it's going to it's going to be in their mind the rest of the summer. And you might you might really lose their ability to have a good cabin leader. And so by Wednesday, the legends of this man being told in this this camp, they're like, did you hear? And like it became like he became kind of a Chuck Norris character. And so it became the joke of like, did you hear about the time he fought a bear and the bear ended up bowing down to him at the end? (laughs) Like things like that. Like and it became like a fun running thing. And he became like a great guy. Yeah. Um, just really cool. So, nice. uh, yeah, it was really good. Did you? Uh, yeah, go ahead. At any point, did you ever approach like the hard points of that situation with that counselor? Like, I did not, because I was a young man and I didn't feel like I needed to do that. If you had asked me ten years later, I definitely would have. <laughs> I don't know if That's I would I, have. My thought know. was it, and this is genuine, like me trying to be open and honest about that. My immaturity with that was I didn't want to have to tell a counselor something that was really hard to hear. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, man, your campers don't like you. Um, And so I tried to fix the problem rather than even address it. Um, Which for anyone listening who's in this industry and or wants good advice or someone like sometimes doing the hard thing is necessary. And like that might have been something to talk about at the end of the week would have been like, hey, I want you to know what happened. They love you now, so don't feel bad. But what do you think we could have done better in the beginning? Is that someone that you like? You don't say if you hired them back, but is that someone you were considering like coming back for future summers, or was it kind of like, eh, this will probably be your only one? Uh, hard to answer. Uh, I at that point knew it was probably my last summer at camp there for a while. So I wasn't even thinking about the next summer. Got it. Um, full disclosure, I was 22 years old. Oh, uh, yeah. And so, Good like, I, I mean, I would, yeah, I was green as it gets. Years ago. Correcting. Um, the 80s, right. right? Yeah, no, no, 1880s. Um, <laughs> so uh, we had that little stick on the hoop thing that we played with. It was great. Um, uh, pictures of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, last one, y'all. Right. So, if you recall, we had a call in from a person named Alina who told a story about the guys wanting to sneak out to the girls' cabin, mm. and we ended up, uh, yeah. and we ended up uh, serenading to the girls. Well, let's fast <laughs> forward one year. It is practically the same cabin of boys. Oh gosh! And they, of course want to serenade the girls they tell me on sunday night 
that they want to serenade the girls. They're like, we have to do it. Let's go right now. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Slow your roll. Date night. What are you talking about? And they said, last year we serenaded the girls and it was great. Uh, I don't even remember what they sang, to be completely honest. Um, but they were like, we want to go do it again. I'm going to leave it there. What do you do? Jeff. Uh, I'm notorious for killing traditions. I love doing it. So I would completely <laughs> kill the tradition. I'd be like, you know what? That was last year. This is this year. Let's make something new. Make something fun for what we're doing right now. Really focus on the present. And I would just squash it immediately. And I don't want to care if they didn't like it. And I'd just be like, no, we're not doing it. We're going to do something else. John, before you answer, Jeff, please tell me more. What do you mean you are notorious for killing traditions? Uh, there are just a few traditions that when I came to Lutherdale, uh, there are some traditions here at camp that I asked what they were from, like when they got started, the history of them, because I just <clears> wanted to know. I was curious. And then I asked, like, why do we do that? And people would try mm. and tell me, but they couldn't really give me a good answer. And everything seemed to very they were all very focused on the staff and doing this for the staff. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no, that's something we do for everybody. It's like, I've been here for a year. I've only ever seen it for staff. Like, why do we still do that? We do it in front of campers and kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I killed a couple traditions and in, uh, in some staff meetings, people got upset about it that I was stopping things. But I, I tried to explain it. Maybe I didn't do it great. I might not have. That's fine. And tried to explain that, like, this isn't for the kids. This is for you as staff members. So yeah, I just got that reputation mm. as I kill traditions. So that's hilarious. <laughs> I, I'm, I want you to know I'm taking notes on y'all's answers and I'm going to try to sum everything up at the end. And I've got a good summation of what you just said, but I'll come back to it. John, go ahead. I forgot what we were talking about. So, uh, the no, about killing stuff again, <laughs> killing stuff again. No. Um, so the boy's trying to, they they want to serenade. They immediately the want to serenade the girls again. Right. Um, I think that. God, I mean, I had I kind of want to go along with Jeff on this. Like, it's that was last year. That was an awesome experience that you had last year. What new, what new experience do you want this year? Um, but then making sure to reiterate that. You know, it, it, we, we want to build those healthy relationships between boys and girls. Um, so still finding ways to make sure that they can be involved um, with these other cabins and with these with, with these other folks. Um, but I, yeah, no, I'd definitely probably kill it. Just all right. You're new experiences, wrong. please. You're both wrong and you lose a point each. Did you um, just do it and you went along with it? No, I didn't just go along with it. What I did is I said, fine, fine. <laughs> but if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Not this, like, I find out the morning of that you're going to sneak out and I have to quickly figure out what we're going to do. <laughs> so we chose, we, we talked about and said, what, what song do we want to sing? And there was a hot debate Sunday night about Ooh. what song to sing. Lots of opinions, lots of hurt feelings. Hot and I yoga. said... And I said, finally, we have to decide on something. It's not what you want to sing. It's what do the girls want to hear? Was it I'm yours? Oh. It was the timeless classic, Quit Playing Games With My Heart by the Backstreet oh. Boys. Yes. <clears throat> and we spent all 
week making nice. a choreographed dance. <laughs> nice. Oh, God. It became part of our nightly devotion. And so what I did, as I said, if you can, if everyone gives an answer during devotions and gives insight to the Bible lesson for the day of what you learned, I I will give you, and I had cleared this with the director at the time, I said, I will give you an extra 20 minutes every night past Lights Out to practice a choreographed dance for this. And of course, across the board, they were excited to do this. Oh, yeah. Um, and so we practiced every night this cheesy, awful dance <laughs> that I still remember parts of today. Do it. No, do it. I will Please do it. Please do it right now. No. What are the uh, odds? Hey, you do it right now. I, uh, a thousand to one. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Fine. I'll give you. I'll give you the odds. What are the odds? Uh, I'll give you a thirty to one. John, count us down. One, two, three. Twenty-seven. Seventeen. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank God. Um. So. Um. So we should probably become, explain that game eventually. Nah, maybe one no, day. Right. It'll Google it. If people uh, work at camp, they know that game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we eventually it we decided to do it on Friday night for the soul, and the camp ended on Saturday at noon, and we did it so that they couldn't prepare a full choreographed retaliation because I said you need to leave them wanting more, and so <laughs> we did this whole choreographed dance where we like blasted the stereo. Um, and told the other, like, there was a couple other cabins, like, I want you to know, like, this is happening because you're going to hear music. You're feel, to, feel free to get your campers out and watch. Um, but it was the two junior high age groups doing it. And sure. knocked on the door and said, hey, I know y'all are doing devotions. Do you all mind coming outside right now? Uh, the boys have something they want to show you. And we had been a village all week. Like, we've been camping together. We had uh -huh. done low ropes and high ropes yeah. together. They, so it wasn't just out of the blue either. It was no, like uh, you they, just like pick a random cabin, any mini money, this one. Right. right. <laughs> it it was this huge thing. And so, dude, I will never for I still have pictures. They're like framed pictures of that night because the girl some of the girls started tearing up because like their crushes, <laughs> oh. their junior high crushes oh were singing. Gosh. And at one part, we would like go out and like dance like with with the girls, like kind of like woo like this kind of thing and they were like they thought it was the sweetest <laughs> most romantic thing they'd ever seen and of course the guys are practically like cartwheeling back to the cabin when we're done of course they're like that's the greatest thing i've ever done <laughs> like it was this huge thing um and so i i still take that as like one of my favorite memories of camp so what have we learned what have we learned we've romanticized learned romanticized relationships romanticized relationships we have learned <laughs> We have learned that you can respect the chain of command and be respective of the director's family, knowing that there is something happening there um, and that you can take problems with that family, even though it might be a little scary. You can take it up the chain of command and do things properly and it can still work out. You can learn that even if campers don't like their counselors, you can turn it around and you can make the focus not on the counselor, but on camp and you can make it on the camper. And then it may be in the meantime, uplift your counselor in front of the campers over and over. And it might work out for you. It might not, but it might. And of course you can don't, don't focus on the past, 
what new experiences we can make. And so both of you were kind of right in that, is that yeah, we didn't just do the same thing. We did something different, did right? But, Jeff, I love the point that you made, you know, about killing traditions. <laughs> if you're going to do something, kill it. you should have a reason to do it. You don't just do it because we've always done it. Love it. So if you can give a reason for it, absolutely. Keep going and keep going. But if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, it might be time to reevaluate. Preach. <laughs> just I think that definitely might. takes effect with like counselors that have been campers in the past and they see these mm-hmm. traditions go on and on and on. It's okay to let some of them go mm-hmm. as long as they are for the right reasons. But they can mm-hmm. tell you why. If they can give you a reason yep. why and it's legit. Yeah. It's not for the staff, it's for the kids and for the camp and the mm-hmm. ministry. Cool. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. That's all I ask. Just tell me why. Yeah. Why do we do it? Is it for the camper and is it safe? Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you, Aaron, for those three wonderful stories and for summing them up so beautifully. That was kind of teared up a little bit there. Because I just love killing traditions so much. (laughs) (laughs) Not really that much. It's just. You do. No, don't lie. You love it. (laughs) I do. I just do. Um, Yeah. So. Thank you all for listening in this week to another episode of This One Time in Summer Camp. And if you want to reach out to us, there's a few ways to do that. You can find us on Facebook at This One Time at Summer Camp. Just find us and like our page and comment and send us messages and offer us sunglasses and stuff like that. Ooh. Throwback. <laughs> Way back. Rhonda. Way back. Yeah. Name that woman. Rhonda. Rhonda. Um, nice. <laughs> you can also email us at this number one time at summercamp at gmail.com. And you don't spell out number one. It's just the number. I want to clarify that. It's this one time at summer camp, but it's the number, not the word. Okay, cool. Um, you can also claim that email too. Yeah, probably. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, probably. <laughs> um, you can also call us like Ellie did. Thank you so much, Ellie, again for calling in. We have some more voicemails to get to. We have a lot of them, actually. Uh, we'll do that in the coming weeks here. Um, you can call us at 262-885-1551 that's the number to call us at yep there we go all ready to be cool and do like this thing <laughs> like everything and you went with a random number and I was like what I, had, I was just looking at the tab I didn't actually have it open I just saw the yeah. voice tab I was like oh that's our number so I was reading it but it was completely wrong um, oh my gosh that my has got to come up when she is on our and our podcast. This will probably be left in here where I said that I just messed up and almost gave Ellie's phone number out to the public. I think you should leave the whole thing out and you should just like bleep out the number. I mean, I didn't give all of it. I stopped before uh, the end. Ellie, if you get random phone calls, it's Sorry. definitely junk. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also want to announce something really cool. Uh, we were going to announce it last mm-hmm. week, but we didn't because our episode was lost forever. Um, oh. Yeah, not forever. Maybe someday. But we are doing something really cool on November 6th. The 6th of November. And I what can are we doing? We are doing a live podcast. That's right. <laughs> live with all of us. Amazing. Uh, we're going to be doing kind of the traditional format. We might add some other stuff in with some uh, Q&A from those viewing. And just a little more interaction with you as our listeners and viewers. Q&A? 
something. I don't know. We'll just like, if you have questions, we'll try and answer them on the podcast. Apples. So stressful. I don't, Oh God. Yeah. But the big news is we have a guest, a very exciting <gasps> guest. Uh, we're not going to tell you who it is yet. Would you give me a hint, Jeff. I will give you a hint. And since Aaron hated my hint last God, week, your hint was terrible. I thought it was really clever. <laughs> But fine. It uh, was really clever. Yeah, because it okay, wasn't what you on. thought. Pause. Pause. The hint, ladies and gentlemen, was <laughs> our guest likes music. Because it's not what you think. It's a surprise. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It it's clever, isn't it, everyone? <laughs> That's they don't know who it is. So oh gosh, obviously so it's guesses. like you're telling an inside joke and you're like, haha, get it? <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> My hint is that uh, I have a picture of this individual on my computer oh, <laughs> next to a mountain. This <laughs> no, that's a super giveaway. If anybody's watched our YouTube video, they, they might know. Uh, I have a picture of this person next to a mountain. It's a great picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Your hints are the worst. No, I think they're great. <laughs> Man, I'm stoked for this live then. episode. Come on. <clears throat> I'm stoked for this live episode. What, what, what's your better hint, Aaron? Come on. A better hint? Yeah. He Literally, was in... Exactly. Nothing. Well, I was about to say... <laughs> Go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. <laughs> we'll do three hints. You know what? Why not? Uh, his his Go for favorite it. team is the Boston <gasps> yeah. Red Sox. That's there you go. That's a really big hint. Well, this person <laughs> was the executive director of a camp for more than two decades. Ooh. 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 That's called a hint, Jeff. That's called giving it away. Now we all know this who person it is. has hair on their head <laughs> this person is a person what all right and that's been this one time in summer camp thank you all for listening make sure you give us a like subscribe give us a review five stars is great so uh if you're still listening thank you for putting up with us and we hope you listen in next week uh i'm jeff that's john that's aaron so okay, take it easy y'all. and take care clap Got one camper with a bloody nose One with smelly armpits and no clean clothes Then grab your Nalgene water and your Bible quotes And listen to one time summer camp <laughs> Put your mask on, white boy <laughs>